The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, our final AFC Divisional Preview. As Brian and I travel to the AFC North and preview and predict the 2022 seasons of the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, and Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. going on brian how are you i'm well how are you i'm fantastic excited to be done with the afc and finalize our afc playoff brackets i'm sure this is gonna go very smooth today uh (laughs) that is the worst part of this end the end ones because every decision that you made for better or for worse it trickles down to the yep. very last division that we end up doing. Yeah. So um, we have a unexpected front runner in the clubhouse right now. We're not going to say who, but um, it, they we have a three-way tie at the top of the AFC going into the AFC North right now. Yeah. Let's see how much carnage the Ravens can add to it. Ravens, Bengals, whomever. It's uh I know you're not as high in the Bengals this year, but yeah. Um it's a little madness. It's a little madness. But hey, this is the fun in it, and we own it. We own it. Um, you know, we see a lot of these 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 well paid, well actually just actually paid uh sports TV analysts. Um who will say one thing one time, predict schedules, and then they just do not follow up. And I'm like, oh, it's a different day. Okay, we're going to mix up how you pick it. We we have the notebook. All right, we kept track. We, we backtracked every single time we made a pick and made it to the pages of, you know, another, uh, another team's schedule. All right, so there's that. Um, we own it. And, yes, the Northern Divisions are – uh, you know, we, they've always been our last ones. So they're always a lot more challenging and, uh, and yeah, we're, uh, I think we're definitely in for an interesting ride. Just looking through, uh, some of the picks that we made, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in for an interesting episode. Don't crucify us too bad, but, um, but yeah, so I think we're ready to get into this thing. Right, Brian. I don't think there's too much debate. No. I, I will just say that as as far as this division goes, uh, man, some interesting quarterback storylines. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good ones. There's Lamar a lot of Jackson good ones. not uh, under con- well has a fifth year option franchise tag thing looming over top of his head. Um, whether he chooses to sign it or not, uh, I don't think he has. Right? I don't think he's signed it. No, I believe he signed it, and he wants to get. Oh, I think no, I think he's good to go. I think he's all expected to play. Um, 
the the contract stuff's just holding out and he okay he wants to be paid well i'm glad, I, I'm I, I'm glad was, he at least grabbed the money they gave him <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. yeah um obviously everything going on in the browns that we're tired of talking about but i mean the steelers once we get to them oh, that's gonna be fascinating mm, yeah that's the <laughs> I, word i chose I'm, to go with man sorry <laughs> I'm not proud of what the Steelers win-loss record looks like before we get into this thing. I can assure you of that. Um, but, hey, you never know. And, yep. of course, you know, Joey B coming off uh, an amazing, amazing sophomore season and, uh, you know, very close to a Super Bowl win, which is mm-hmm. still weird. Uh, it's still weird thinking about this past Super Bowl, but – this is the North. This is the AFC North. And uh, we're going to go and start this thing up. Our first team that we talk about are going to be the last place, eight and nine uh, Baltimore Ravens from last year, who were in the playoff hunt until the very end, uh, lost some critical games. They had a really terrific first half of the season, but uh, Lamar Jackson's injuries started to happen and the team just fell apart at the seams could not get it done, but they were in the mix uh, until the very end. They, there was a way that they could have finished nine and eight and made the postseason last year. I believe they had to beat the Steelers and some other situations had a, um, to fall their way, but uh, they were close. They were right into the end. It was a very gutsy performance from a team that was more than half, probably more than half of their starters were injured. Uh, at you know before the season even got underway it was it was terrible i felt bad for 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 the ravens and and in baltimore fans in general because they did uh that team could have did something really special last year without the names that they had on defense the 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 persons that they had on offense it uh this wasn't to be but uh as of right now this seems to be the uh this year might be the payoff of all yeah. that yeah and and you know, even them, like we have a few close friends, I, I would imagine, uh, at least one of them that we share mutually, that is a diehard Ravens fan. Yeah. And, you know, I, I following him along social media while each players were dropping, it was tough. But uh, he, after like so many, he just said, you know what, man, whatever. Right. We're going to keep rolling with the punches. This is clearly a cursed, you know, lost season. And they handled it well. Because they had just about the best draft out of anyone in the NFL. Uh, once again, too, we might add. Uh, once again, too, they got uh, some draft stock. They, uh, I think they had. Two, they ended up having two first round picks, if I'm not mistaken, from yep. the Hollywood Brown trade, which sent yep. him to the Cardinals. Which that was probably their biggest loss of this this past year. Other than that, they didn't really lose too much this offseason. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but they did grab a center. Tyler Linder, Linderbaum, and they grabbed the safety and Kyle Hamilton, who are uh, all expected, both expected to be, you know, big superstars in the coming years for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we know how defensive minded that they are. Uh, I just, Baltimore is so interesting to talk about. So I, I love, I, I love the challenge of trying. It's getting easier, but uh, trying to defend that team. And Lamar Jackson, because the running back joke, man, the, the, the Lamar Jackson's a, a running back joke thing. It's old. It's it's unwarranted. I have firsthand experience watching Lamar Jackson lead an epic comeback against my Colts on primetime football and destroying them um, with 
a depleted defense and with uh, an offense that they, you know, that, that, that they've been running this Greg Roman offense where Lamar just torched them. I think he threw for, ended up throwing for almost 500 yards. It was pretty dang close. Um, and I think Lamar has an edge this year. I'm the, the whole pay me thing. I am expecting and maybe anticipating a Joe Flacco bet on myself type year, but times two yeah. Yeah. amplified. I really am. I, I think the evolution that we wanted to see as a passer could very much be what exactly either gets him paid a ton of money or finally puts the stamp on. He's always going to be a better runner than passer, but that's not to say that he's a running back. That's just to say he's ridiculous with the ball in his hand. Correct. And one of the, one of the top 10 guys in the NFL that, Hey, you, you want someone to make a play to get a first down. I trust Lamar Jackson to get me a first down out of just anyone in the league, basically. Yeah. So I, I think he will go in hungry. I think he will prove us right. Me and you have been staunch defenders of Mr. Jackson. We have. Um, and we have. He's going to prove it this year. I, I for his sake and in Baltimore Ravens fans sake, I hope so. I do. I, I, I love the Ravens style of football. It's, it's a throwback to a much different era, in my opinion. You know, it's smash mouth running football. It's big time defense that can keep them in games. Man, that first half of the season was exciting. The Ravens were winning games. They had no business winning. I remember my one of my favorite memories from last year, definitely not the Colts one, but when uh, they went for it on like fourth down, and I think they it was when they beat uh, they beat the Chiefs. There was like a turnaround thing, and then um, the Ravens went and beat them. And, and the Chiefs have had – I know they got off to a slow start last year, but Chiefs have had Baltimore's numbers, you know, the, the Mahomes-Lamar Jackson kind of thing. Uh Mahomes has kind of had Lamar's number in those games uh, in, until that point. It was it was a fun time. It was, it was fun. I, I was watching the game at the studio, and I was like, this is a great fucking – this is a great ball game. Yeah. So, um, I'm a, yeah, Ravens fans got to be excited for this year. Uh, one of the best run teams, in my opinion, too, of all time from an owner to general managers. They've been uh, really, really good in that – regard i know our friend was hit or miss with eric da costa but um i think he's done a really really good job especially in the draft getting the ravens to to reload um they've never really had to re, really completely rebuild mm-hmm. and their head coach uh, harbaugh is one of my favorite coaches of, of all time i think he he has a great way of connecting with his players and bringing out the best of them, best in them. And, uh, you know, you never really hear anything too bad. Players coach, players coach in a sense. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he said the Ravens is one of the best franchises in in the National Football League in the last 10 plus years. So, (laughs) I mean, historically, since, you know, their inception in 96. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. I, I think the Ravens are, um. Yeah, I, th- I think we can expect big things from the Ravens this year. So let's uh, let's go through their 2022 schedule, which is already mostly picked out, and uh, let's make our picks. All right, Week One, 
Ravens are at the Jets. We have wins for the Ravens. Week two, uh, hosting Miami, we have wins for the Ravens. Week three at New England, I have a win. Brian has a loss. Week four, hosting Buffalo, we have the Ravens beating. We both have the Ravens beating the Bills. Uh, week five, hosting Cincinnati, I have a loss. Brian, what do you got here? I, I kind of think this is proving time already for them. So I, I like a win here. I like them feeling themselves. They're feeling good. They're playing good ball. Keep it rolling. Absolutely. Week six at the Giants. We both have wins. Week seven hosting Cleveland. I have a win for the Ravens. Yeah, I can easily have a win here. Week eight at Tampa Bay. I have the Ravens winning. You have a Ravens loss. Week nine at New Orleans. Uh, I have a loss. You have a win. They have a buy in week 10. Week 11, they're hosting the Panthers. Uh, We both have wins. Week 12 at Jacksonville. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 13 hosting Denver. We both have losses. Week 14, their first meeting with Pittsburgh on the year. I have a win for Pittsburgh in this game. Baltimore. I'm going to go win. All right. Week 15 at Cleveland. Um, I have a win. Win. Yeah, I have them sweeping Cleveland. Uh, week 16 hosting Atlanta. We have both have wins. Week 17 hosting Pittsburgh. I have a win for the Ravens. Yeah, it's a win. I just I don't like those quarterbacks. <laughs> and week 18, they close up the season at Cincinnati. Uh, and could be uh, some big implications in this game. I have a win for the Ravens. I'll take a Cincy win. Cincy win. All right. You have one, two, three, four, five. You have them at 12 and five. All right. 12 and five. And I have them at 13 and four. So that is where we have the Ravens stand. We're going to figure out what our AFC playoff bracket looks like at the end of this. So, um, we're into, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, next up, the third place team also finishing in 2021 with a eight and nine record. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Boo. Yeah, I'm at a, I, I'm not excited for Cleveland this year. I'm not. I. It's just weird. It's 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 hard to root for them. I don't do cancel culture stuff, but I just, I feel like as an organization, they shot themselves in the foot in a way that uh, they just kind of un, maybe undid all the work over the last couple of years. It just, it just has that vibe, right? You, you, you switched out Baker, love him or hate him. You know, Baker did change Cleveland football for the, you know, made it better for the first time in, a a long time whether you love his again whether you love his style or bravado or you hate him and is 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 seeming you know cockiness and arrogance baker mayfield you know he plays he plays with his heart out of sleeve and uh he is no longer a cleveland brown um it's the sean watson but we still don't i don't i'm confused why we still don't know the fate of the sean watson we're a couple weeks away from training camp and this thing there was preliminary hearings 
There's literally every week, there's some kind of new report. Oh, four to six week suspension, a season suspension, indefinitely suspended. Why don't we know? I'm very confused um, as to the situation uh, going on with him. I know that it's, I wouldn't even say it's 50 50 on the on people believing he's guilty or innocent. I'd say it's more 75 25 to the, the guilty versus innocent thing. Um, but I just, it's, it's gotten to be too much at first. I could be like, okay, this is really fishy. And in some cases it is still fishy, but at the same time, I listened to this man speak about all the different massage appointments that he had and uh, that motherfucker guilty. (laughs) I mean, you don't, you don't settle with that many people looking to bring you to trial without being some level of guilty. Right. And the fact that the NFL hasn't done anything about it yet is, is I think in a way it feels almost like punishment to the Browns. Like, listen, you did this to yourself, right? (laughs) We're not going to make it that easy on you. Right. Like just, all right, here Browns, here's what you don't uh, have to worry about. You don't have a quarterback this year and, and you have to pay him. Yeah. Instead, it seems like hanging it over their head, just like for being for just being. I'm sorry, but the word that comes to mind is gross. What you decided to do was gross because Baker didn't do anything to deserve the way he was treated. And Deshaun has yet to prove that he is owed any of the treatment that he is getting, like the contract and the way that. You know, everyone's behind him, which is just like, how could you line up that quickly? I couldn't. Yeah, it was weird because, I mean, it, they straight up said back in like February or March, no, we're going to go with, with with Baker. We're going to be, it's everything's going to be okay. And I don't think a single person expected them to go after Watson. I, I think we expected a few teams, perhaps, you know, like Atlanta, like maybe Carolina, maybe New Orleans, but uh, I don't think that wasn't on our bingo board for, for no. them. To, and no. and for, for Watson to be the first fully guaranteed, you know, fully guaranteed $230 million quarterback. Um, Brown's kind of Browns. It, it was a very, it, it's, it reeked of desperation that, that contract signing. And I don't know what the legality is of it, because of course we live in a, a world of information that's, not always correct, but everybody likes to send information out there. I've read that he's only the Browns only have to pay him a million dollars for this first year. And then I also read that uh, something about then he owes, they owe him completely uh, for a full season's worth. Like there's so much confusion out there and not really a whole lot of clarification. So I, I I don't know what to make of it, but, um, but it's noise. It's a lot of noise. The Cleveland Browns, like we talked about Arizona last week being pretty noisy. Uh, the Browns have probably be probably been the noisiest team this past off season. Yeah. It's and obnoxious. They have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Um, now I want to punish them. <laughs> oh, we certainly did in our, in our record prediction. Um, so their key ads this year, Deshaun Watson, they also signed Jacoby Brissett, who probably will, he will be their starter uh, based on the suspension length um, for whatever length of time it is. And uh, they acquired Amari Cooper for a six round draft pick. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, they lost their biggest losses, obviously Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry. They also, uh, 
sent away a couple defensive pieces, resigned a couple guys, yada, yada, yada. But um, I know they let go of Austin Hooper, which that was really failed experiment. And they went all in on David and Joku paying him, um, paying him a good size contract. Uh, I love David and Joku. I think he's going to be a fun player uh, to watch this year. A couple years ago, he was really, really good. So, um, but I mean, again, all this, starts and ends with that QB position, their success this year. And I wish we had more answers at this time of recording. You know, I know we're recording a few days early. Watch, watch that (laughs) before the episode drops on Tuesday, when you are all listening to it, uh, something will uh, be announced. I'm sure that's, that's our luck. That's how it works. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet to us. Ah. <laughs> I'm 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 saying for the previews. Oh, like for the, the only, preview episodes, the, yeah. The only thing that happened was, you know, much after we did the NFC South, you know, Baker goes to the Panthers. Right. right. Well, we talked about it then, so I feel like we're covered. Yeah. So we'll certainly see how it happens. Um, I, I have a question curious. for you. Yes. Do you think that a lot of this chasing down and making sure they got Deshaun Watson and paying him all the money? How much is the, of that is Josh Allen influenced because he's clearly the best quarterback of the class and they had the first pick and they didn't even want their guy anymore. Hmm. I don't because Watson don't. has got that super like before the legal stuff. He had that superstar quality. He was a top five quarterback. undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it has to do with Josh Allen. I think there was. They felt they were a quarterback away, like a, a big quarterback upgrade away. I think many people would agree. Just you know, again, business first. I I, I understand the move in a you know wanting to be competitive because look at the way that the rest of the AFC is, and look at you know uh, Baker is as much as I love and respect uh, respect Baker, he's not a game changing quarterback the same way that oh. Joe Burrow is, or, oh, Lamar Jackson is. Baker's, there's, there's no, there was nothing over the top with, with Baker. He was consistent play. I would compare him to a, you know, maybe a, a, like a, like an Alex Smith in his prime or, you know, one of those kind of type players where, yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty good if you keep a good team around him, but, um, so it's like, I understand why they wanted to go get a better quarterback, but uh, there were other options out there and they kind of, I mean, they, they kind of mortgaged their future in a sense, right? I mean, they gave up a ton of draft picks for all this. I, I think cause Houston had a really nice draft benefit. They, they were a big beneficiary um, from this, but I just, I think it was their way of staying competitive. The AFC is so cutthroat. And honestly, the AFC North is pretty cutthroat. Despite what we say today, Pittsburgh is, you know, Pittsburgh's a very competitive team. Um, And Cleveland's aura of being a really, really top tier program was kind of fading. So they, they made the move that they thought was the best available. So it's fair. Yeah, I still believe that they're jealous. Hey, man, not everything's about Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it, for though. me. I get it. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. 
Um, so, all right, let's uh, run through. Damn, we're already on a second team. I didn't realize we <laughs> that we already did. I forgot that we did Baltimore. We went on to Deshaun Watson tirade. All right, <laughs> um, let's talk about Cleveland's 2022 schedule. So week one at Carolina. I am excited for this one. This is one that I wish that I knew uh, about Baker for when we, re- when we originally picked this. But um, I probably would change it. I probably would. However, uh, for the time being, I'm going to, uh, I have to honor what I said before. So a a Cleveland Browns win. Yeah. Brian said that as well. Uh, Week two, hosting the Jets. Got losses for the Browns. (sighs) Not good. Uh, Week three, hosting Pittsburgh. I have a win here for the Browns. What say you? Hmm. Trying to think of how how good I think their defense is. I'm pretty sure I could put them in the top top ten. Pretty sure I can. If not, they're real darn close. So yeah, they can do a win here. Okay. All right. Week four at Atlanta, we have wins. Week five hosting the Chargers, losses. Week six hosting New England, losses. Week seven at Baltimore, I have a loss. And Brian, you also, I believe, have a loss yeah. here. I believe you have the sweep, actually. All right. Week eight, hosting Cincinnati, I have a loss. What do you got? The loss. Uh, week nine, a bye. Week 10 at Miami, loss. Week 11 at Buffalo, loss. Week 12, uh, hosting Tampa Bay, losses. Week 13 at Houston, losses. Week 14 at Cincinnati, I have a win. Our Houston picks of wins for Houston, are that's quite spiteful of us. Retrospectively, yeah, probably a little bit. I don't care. It's me. I own it. Uh, I'm sorry, who are we on again? Cincinnati. Ah, Cincinnati again. Yeah, it's a loss. Week 15 hosting Baltimore, I have a loss. Loss again. Week 16 hosting New Orleans, losses. Week 17 at Washington, I have a win. You have a loss. And week 18 at Pittsburgh, I have a loss. Win. All right. You have them at 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 13. I have them at 5 and 12. So Cleveland, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I can assure you my, you know, I, I can find a way, a reason to root for just about any team. But as far as my extra emphasis on let's break, let's break some, uh, some losing streaks, Cleveland, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. Browns fans got real loud for a little while and uh Yeah. Now I'm even more happy that Odell Beckham won a Super Bowl last year. <laughs> right? Well, he they were saying he was willing to come back if maybe Watson, or there's a potential if Watson, uh, you know, got all that figured out. But I don't think the Browns fans would want Odell back. And I don't think him and Cooper should be on the same team. Well, is there something there? Or? No, not personally. I just think those two are two alphas, and you, that, that's not going to work like that. I got you. I like got Cooper, you. Cooper Cup's amazing, but that dude's not – he's not even an alpha, and he probably would admit that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care if he think he's great. He knows he's great, and he just goes out and plays. Yeah, that's true. 
All right. We are moving on to Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Steelers who uh, cracked the playoffs last year. They finished nine, seven and one. Yeah. And they got it because of the tie and they ended up going to play in Casey, a, uh, a much better send off that uh, for, for big Ben than what might've happened the previous year. So I actually enjoyed watching Pittsburgh kind of uh, um, battle through everything, right? They're, uh, they're, they're gritty too. They remind me of the Ravens a lot, but with a lot less dynamic quarterback play. Mm. Um, but they've traditionally won on good defense and, you know, a cerebral quarterback. Pittsburgh is without Big Ben this year, and there's a lot of uncertainty, maybe, um, about what this team could become. Of course, we know that every single year that we go into these things, that Mike Tomlin's never under 500 record is, uh, or streak, we, sh- we could call it but he's never been under 500. It is at risk. And I, it might be more at risk this year than ever. Of course, Mike Tomlin inherited really great football team. He inherited big Ben Roethlisberger. This is the first time he's going into a season where he is, he's got to figure this uh, QB situation out, which is the most important on the field. Um, It's a great point. You know, it's, it's, it's true. And we're going to see, we're certainly going to see, you know, developing, quarterbacks hasn't really been uh, something that Mike Tomlin has had to do or uh, the few instances that we've gotten to see hasn't really been a forte, right? Matt, uh, Mason Rudolph really hasn't come along the way that maybe they had hoped. Uh, Duck Hodges, that was fun while it lasted. Um, and I'm sure there's been others along the way. But it's Big Ben's been the most consistent thing, constant thing, and now this is where the the challenge comes in. This is like to me, this is like watching Belichick without Brady. That for that you know in twenty twenty, this is the almost the equivalent. It is the equivalent of it. Whether you know Big Ben is a terrific quarterback, all time quarterback, and you don't have that to lean on anymore. So. Well, they got three to choose from. Hope they pick the right one. They do. They do. It has been an interesting offseason for them. Kenny Pickett it was their, their big draft pick. And, of course, they signed Mitch Trubisky away from the uh, from the Bills, uh, hopefully, hoping to kind of bolster that quarterback room. We shall see. Right now, though, a lot of uncertainty, it looks like. Um, also in the draft, George Pickens at wide receiver, which is uh, pretty solid there. They also acquired Miles Jack. And Levi Wallace, who's uh, another former Bills player now. Those are some of their bigger ads, their biggest losses, obviously Big Ben. And um, in name value, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is now a Kansas City Chief. That's probably, right, probably the biggest bunch of it. It's, It's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. There's a lot of aspects about Pittsburgh's offense that I'm just not a fan of. Yeah. A lot of aspects. Like I, I love their, their their running back, Najee Harris, who's going to be you know an absolute stud. Um, going to be dependent on heavily. He is a workhorse. He he played in I think every game last year and excessively. Uh, but their wide receiver room is just so weird. Yeah, not and by good. weird I don't think the Deontay Johnson's probably the biggest standout. Yep. But I don't know if Chase Claypool has really panned out the way that. I think a lot of people wanted him to. Well, he's a unique player and they just had to figure out a a way to 
keep him involved in the game because he's not a separator. So you gotta, you gotta run, either run like pick plays for him to get him open or, you know, just let him get some one-on-ones and just throw some 50, 50 balls to him. Yeah. But he's never going to be a guy that's going to, you know, break away from anyone. Right. Um, yeah, he was getting a lot of his big grabs off like push offs and stuff last year. Big time push offs. <laughs> or last two years, actually. So, yeah. um, but I, I don't have too much to add about Pittsburgh. Again, they're gritty, they're tough, they're competitive. Uh, again, based on what we've picked, I don't think they're a team that's completely like out of the mix. You know, uh, some strong pushes, a, a couple wins uh, against teams that maybe they're not supposed to be or 50 50 games. And Pittsburgh might it's hard to imagine them in a playoff spot, but at least preserving Mike Tomlin's, uh, you know, record of never having a losing season. That's, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but it, it can be done. So um, let's go through and make our picks. So 2022 season for the Steelers opens up at Cincinnati. I have a loss loss. You have a loss. All right. Week two hosting new England. That's so weird. Big Ben versus Tom Brady, Mac Jones versus Mitch. I think it's going to be Mitch. I think so, too. We both have wins here, though, for Pittsburgh. Week three at Cleveland, I have a loss. You have a loss as well. So not good. Not good. Uh, Week four, hosting the Jets. I, we both have losses. Week five at Buffalo, losses. Week six at uh, hosting Tampa, losses. Week seven at Miami, loss, uh, losses. Week eight at Philadelphia, losses. Week nine, bye. Week 10, hosting New Orleans. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 11, hosting Cincinnati. I have a loss. Another loss. Yeah. Cincinnati's had their number. I think they're th- they've won the last three games against them, something like that. Um, three, yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, week twelve at Indy losses. Week thirteen at Atlanta. I have a win. You have a loss. Week fourteen hosting Baltimore. You have. You have a. Loss. Just trying to double check this. Yes, you do. You have a loss. All right. Uh, week 15 at Carolina, I have a win. You have a loss. Week 16, hosting the Raiders, losses. Week 17 at Baltimore, I have a loss. And you have another loss. Yikes. Uh, and then week 18, Hosting Cleveland. I have a win and you have a loss. So based on that, I have the Steelers six and 11. You have them at one in 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was thinking the the last three or four games, I was like, he said the word loss a lot. That seems like too many. It probably is way, way too many. Like, like, if they went seven and ten, would that surprise us? 
Probably not. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, listen, I probably gave the Jets a lot more credit than I should have with that week four loss, right? Um, You know, who knows with Indy, if Pittsburgh's had Indy's number for the last, since 2008, um, you know, we really just don't know. They might sweep Cleveland. They're playing Cleveland early. Yeah, you don't know. It is. I mean, it is a pretty tough schedule based on this roster, but it is hard to picture. Like, I can see ceiling eight and nine. Yeah, you know, I could see that. Boyd is going to be so mad. I mean, he's going to be so mad. He's probably going to leave the group. Honestly, so all right, I can't look at it anymore. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not proud of that one. If but, you're uh, going to get your first losing record, you better get it in epic fashion. I, yeah, there you go. Defend it. Defend it. It just, I mean, the matchup wise, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe we're overhyping some of these teams. We don't know. We don't, you know, we, we don't know. Um, maybe we're overhyping Baltimore. Maybe we're, you know, overhyping Tampa Bay or Miami or Philadelphia. That's all. Yeah stuff that comes into play with all this. So, but I digress. All right, let's pretend that never happened. Uh, We're moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, which is our final team, the defending AFC North and AFC conference champions. Uh, 10 and I think they finished 10 and seven last year, maybe 11 and um, maybe 11 and six. I can't recall. I think your 10 and seven was right. I think so too. They were the four seed. Uh, in the postseason, Tennessee, uh, Buffalo, and Kansas City were all ahead of them. And that's what made their kind of run to prominence so exciting. But uh, they've had, a, I, I've really enjoyed Cincinnati's offseason. I've said it, you know, uh, many a time, many a time about what I've, you know, what I've enjoyed. They had a young roster. They didn't spend anything. They didn't. They hardly spent anything. They didn't trade any assets. They they probably have enough money right now if they wanted to properly do this thing. Um, you know, they're put away to extend the necessary pieces that are coming up. This is a great young roster with a great you know great young head coach uh, in 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 Zach. Uh, oh God, I forgot his name now. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. I almost said Zach Efron. I hate myself. Um, but I mean, their run last year was, was insane. It was nice. I mean, there, there was a lot of games that they should have won. They, they could have been the number one seed, right? A couple of things went their way against green Bay or some of these other things that, that Cincinnati Bengals team was a lot of fun to watch a gritty performance in the postseason. Joe Burrow. What I mean, sack nine times in a game. Yeah. Still win. You still beat one. that Tennessee Titans. Uh, team when you know one in a shootout against kansas city which they've got casey's number joe burrow has mahomes number he has not lost to him yet um and again they went out and grabbed the necessary pieces extended certain players but they went out and grabbed necessary pieces i loved them going to get alex kappa and and lyle collins like that line is significantly better um than it was last year it's already improved so much um you know they could do without Eli Apple, but uh, <laughs> they they tried their best. They tried their best, uh, but their wide receiver room that is the, I think hands down the best wide receiver trio in the in the National Football League. Both uh, or all three of them hit over a thousand yards last year. Boyd, 
uh, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and Jamar chase, you know? So um, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of excitement here for Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. let's, uh, I mean, do you have anything to add? I think it's pretty plain and simple. This, this team, I think changed the way a lot of, uh, it, it changed a lot of things. They, they, they destroyed every team that's re- trying to rebuild and get up to a certain point. If you know what I mean. So like I've been watching my Colts try to develop and such, and and they, you know, obviously Cincinnati rolled past them, um, you know, and advanced past them and advanced past a lot of teams that have been trying to do this thing, the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. um, you know, just made some great picks and they were the biggest surprise of, they were the biggest surprise of last year. Yeah. Um, hands down. We didn't expect a lot from the Bengals, but they, they changed the way I think I, I, I which is ironic because them and the Rams both kind of changed the way I, I seen how to build a team up properly in their own respective ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what's supposed to happen when you're given, you know, two top five picks in back-to-back years. I mean, this, this is what's what you're supposed to be able to do. That's the idea behind the way the NFL hands out their draft picks. You know, it's, it's not a lottery for a reason so that those teams in the bottom got their chance to go get the elite wide receiver, or in this case, an elite wide receiver and quarterback to go with it. Yeah. So um, Jets could be doing it this year. 10 and seven for the jets would be quite the accomplishment, but I mean, it's the same window where it's back to back years, top five picks, you know, that's what Cincinnati did and they knew what they needed to fix. So they went out and fixed it. Will that be enough for all the chemistry to stay the same? Is it going to be enough to overcome that hangover? You never know. You just never never know. know. Team to team is, is different every year. It is tough. And Joe Burrow said it best. You know, he realizes that defense is going to be attacking them different, right? They're going to be playing probably more, what, zone coverage, I believe he stated. Um, I would imagine a little bit more zone coverage on, on, on you know, Jamar Chase because the dude's lightning quick. He has great hands. Uh, he, he realizes that. I think it's really cool that he realizes that and is expecting it to be a, lot, a little bit more challenging this yeah. year. Um but I well, just I still think a lot of things work. Plus, they're bringing back the what they're well, not bringing back, but they are. I they might be debuting it this year, but they're doing the white white Bengal helmet. I can't wait. That's gonna look sick. I'm gonna need a Joey B jersey in that. Oh, don't you do it? Oh no no no. Okay, we'll do Jamar Chase. Maybe I don't curse wide receivers. But um, oh, that's interesting. Do you have any? No, you don't have any current wide receivers on up yeah, there. I do. I had to, I had Hilton. Hilton. Oh, okay. He hasn't done good since I no, never mind. I can't buy a Jamar Chase jersey. <laughs> Anyways, uh, anywho. Um, can you yeah. buy it for someone else? I I wouldn't take that chance. I wouldn't take that chance. <laughs> that's that's a lot of pressure. Um but uh so all right, let's run through this 2022 schedule, which has obviously been mostly picked out at this point. Um all right, week one. The Bengals are playing against Pittsburgh, and we both have wins here for the Bengals. Week two at Dallas, I have a win. You have a loss. Week three at the Jets, we both have wins. Week four hosting Miami, I have a win. You have a loss. Week five, 
at Baltimore. Um, I have a win. You have a loss. Uh, week six at New Orleans. I have a win. You have a loss. Week seven, hosting Atlanta. Wins across the board. Week eight at Cleveland. I have a win. You have a win as well. I believe you might be sweeping there. Week nine, hosting Carolina. Wins. Week 10, a bye. Week 11 at Pittsburgh. I have a win. You have a win as well. Hold on, Prince. We're almost done, bud. Almost done. Uh, Week 12 at Tennessee. I have a loss. You have a win. Week 13 at Kansas City. I have a loss. You have a win. Week 14, hosting Cleveland. I have a loss, and I believe you have a win. Yes, you do. All right. Week 15 at Tampa Bay. We both have wins. Week 16 at New England, we both have wins. Week 17, hosting Buffalo. I have a win. You have a loss. In week 18, hosting Baltimore. Based on my count, this is this is a big division play. So if Cincinnati wins this game, um, Cincinnati locks up the division. If they lose this game, because uh, I did make my picks earlier and start to analyze a little bit, they uh, uh, there's some criteria that has to be met. But I do have the Ravens winning that one. And Brian, you have a Bengals win. So... I have the Bengals at 13 and four, the same as the Ravens. Brian, you have one, two, three, four, five, 12 and. Oh, no. Oh, you did it again. (laughs) 12 and five. So here comes the interesting part. 12 and five finish. We got to figure out how the Bengals and Ravens finish. Cause obviously these two teams have gotten records enough to um, be playoff teams in, in this AFC predictor, mm-hmm. but uh, man, we got a full house. We got to figure out, we got to figure this out. So um, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a little count. We're going to pause this episode, do a count. And then uh, we'll be right back in a moment. All right, so we did our math, complicated ourselves, backed ourselves into a corner, and um, based on com- was it, was it common opponents that we did, or was it right? So it common opponents, it, it tiebreakers in the NFL are broken up into what scenarios they're actually for. So when it comes to winning your division, it is head to head first then your best um, percentage of your win-loss record within the, the division, yep. and then it's common games, and then it's conference. We had to go all the way to common games for that one, I believe. Yes. Common games, it didn't quite hit conference record, but uh, common games. So, correct, because that's the next criteria after common games is conference? Yep. Okay. And then we would have had to get in the strength of victory, and then you have to get in the strength of schedule, and then we wouldn't do a podcast anymore. (laughs) So formulating that, the Ravens would be the AFC North champions. That's correct. All right. Making Cincinnati a wild card. Yep. Now, this is where things get got complicated for Brian's part because we wanted to formulate our entire 
playoff bracket. So based on all of the picks, which we are going to map this thing out next week. Actually, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I feel like we should keep it separate. Do it the up as the week after. Okay. Just uh, it, it feel it would might feel a little icky. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk, but maybe the uh, the week after the NFC North preview. Um, but we had a we had to break down our, uh, our our the wild cards because basically Brian has a full house here. Three teams at fourteen and three, four teams at twelve and five. So we had to figure out a lot of tiebreakers. But here are our AFC playoff brackets. So um, our Eastern champions. Uh, AFC East champions. I have the Bills at fourteen and three. Brian has them also at fourteen and three. AFC South champions. The Colts. I have them at eleven and six. Brian has them at fourteen and three. Uh, AFC West champions. Los Angeles Chargers. I have them. Ugh, I have them at thirteen and four. Brian has them at fourteen and three. AFC North champions. I have them at thirteen and four. And Brian has them at twelve and five. Now it goes to our wild cards. Wild card one for me. Cincinnati Bengals at 13 and four and Brian, the Dolphins at 12 and five Wild card two for me is the Denver Broncos 12 and five uh, Cincinnati comes in uh, in Brian's wild card two spot at 12 and five. And then wild card three is I have the Dolphins at 12 and five and Brian has the Raiders at, uh, at 12 and five as well. So the, uh, the, the playoff bracket will look as follows week, uh, Buffalo with the bye, Baltimore, two-seed Baltimore versus seven-seed Miami. This is on my side of things. Uh, Three-seed Chargers versus six-seed Denver. That's actually kind of cool. And four-seed Indianapolis versus five-seed Cincinnati. On Brian's side of things, Indy would get the first round bye. And then we have two-seed Buffalo versus uh, seven-seed Raiders. Three-seed Chargers versus six-seed Cincinnati. Four-seed Baltimore versus five-seed Miami Dolphins. And that has how our AFC playoff bracket would look. So next week, NFC North, that is the conclusion. And we'll have our NFC playoff bracket set. And then probably the week after we'll, uh, we'll do a, uh, we'll just have a quick little pre just prediction thing, just going off all this. Um, and of course, don't forget steak dinners on the line between me and Brian. So it should be interesting. Yeah. And, and somebody uh, picked, the Steelers to go one in 16. And I know that's going to cost me. <laughs> I know that's, I know that's the team. I it already know. It. And it might be fitting that we we travel all the way to Pittsburgh just to have a steak dinner. Ooh. Right. Tempting. They got great food in Pittsburgh. They do. It isn't a very nice city. Yeah. Let's suck up to them now. If we just shit all over their 2022 <laughs> season. Uh, but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, we appreciate you bearing with us. Uh, be kind. Don't don't yell at us too much for this. This is, this is what it is. It's just playoff predictions right? or season predictions. It's, it doesn't mean anything. No laughing uh, emojis. No, we're going to get fucking buried. Um, <laughs> that is it, though. On behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, it's fine.